And I'm Holly. Welcome to episode 69, that's what she said, of Welcome to Primetime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, today we have a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we're going to start it like normal and talk about movies that we watched recently and all that good stuff. And then we're going to jump into a fun topic, which is uh, earliest like horror movies, um, like earliest horror memories. So like the first horror movie that we saw in the theater. Uh, ones that we probably watched too young or like maybe even accidentally saw <laughs> at some point. And then what was the third one? The third um, category? Just There's... kind of the first one that we watched all the way through. Yeah. First yeah. one that we like intentionally watched and walk, mm-hmm. walk in on or, or anything like that accidentally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so lots of cool stuff coming out in the theaters recently. We still have not uh, gone to see Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness uh, yet, but we're planning to see that next week. Uh with <laughs> we're gonna do like a weird double feature with a Bob's Burgers movie. Oh uh, yeah, so that should be fun. Heck and yeah. uh, but we did uh, get to the theater to see The Northman, which is like my favorite movie of 2022 so far. Um, so I uh, highly recommend going to see that on a big screen because it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and um, really really awesome soundtrack and just visually pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, this was like a perfect five star one for me. And, uh, but yeah, it's, um, Robert Eggers, the, the director of the witch and, uh, the, the lighthouse. lighthouse. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he did a, a pretty amazing job on this one. The, the plot's pretty simple. I feel like it's, uh, it basically just revolves around this character who, uh, his, he's a kid. Uh, he's, he's on the verge of becoming a man. He's like a teenager, kind of young, young man. And his father is murdered by his uncle who kidnaps his mom. And then two decades later, the you know the boy is all grown up, and he is uh, now a Viking, who's on a mission to save his mom and and kill the kill his uncle and basically avenge his father's death. And it's like all about his quest for vengeance and justice. But the way that it was shot is very, just like visually striking, and the soundtrack is awesome. And I feel like it kind of dives into some really, uh, pretty like bizarre and trippy. Yeah like Norse mythology type stuff. Yeah, I was about to say so. very very talks about Valhalla a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, super cool, very um pretty pretty bloody, pretty gory, some cool fight scenes and uh yeah, I mean, I was like glued to the screen watching mm-hmm. this one. It's so good. Um so yeah, highly recommend going to see this one in the theater. Um we're just going to real briefly talk about these ones so we can dive into our topic, but um yeah, what did you think of the Northman? Um, I really liked it. Um, I'm not usually like a person who will, it's not that I'm like not a fan of time pieces cause I'll watch them, but it's not something that I'll usually be like, yeah, I'm going to go see that. But I'm really glad I watched this one. <laughs> yeah. Is. I really like watches as well. Ha. You hear those crickets, the silence. <laughs> <laughs> you said time pieces. So, well, you know, I, I really don't like the, the period pieces whatever you want to call them <laughs> will you go back I'm just in being time a, i'm just being a snob you are being a snob <laughs> uh, it's like someone calling like a taylor swift song a piece of music <laughs> or <Yikes>. work <laughs> anyway i can work. i feel like we're gonna go really off topic if i chase that so i'm yeah. just gonna not do that okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway continue I, I rudely interrupted you <laughs> or or beethoven's fourth a song just do that one time <laughs> around someone who's like classically trained. Yeah, but but finish your thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I usually don't watch. I usually don't watch period pieces. Um, but I'm really glad that I um, watched this one. I really liked. Um, 
Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. Did I get the order of her last name correct? You did. Okay. Yes, that's yes. correct. I really love her in pretty much everything she's in. Um, I love her acting. Um, yeah, and she's I, been really good. Like, yeah. um, I think the first thing I ever saw her in was probably The Witch. Yeah. Um, that but, was the first thing I saw her yeah, in. Yeah, she has yeah. a very, like, striking um look like yeah. she's she has a very like as soon as you see her like even even in like costume or like different makeup mm-hmm. she has one of those faces where it's like you know it almost like I'm, I'm not saying that don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying that she looks anything like this but you know like willem dafoe you can put you can put him in basically any costume any makeup and you're like oh that's willem dafoe yeah he just has one of those faces that you don't really forget yeah and i feel like uh she's kind of the same way just something about her face is and very like that's oh yeah that's her she for sure. just has like Features that fit fairy tale things or like, mm-hmm. you know, mystical things yeah. so well. Um, like in The Witch, it was very like folky and, and um, mythological, you know. Um, and in this one, definitely. So, yeah. I just think that she fits, um, like her characteristics look like a little like wood fairy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. which is kind of funny because she played what Olga of the Birch yes. Forest or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was her character name. Yeah, yes. so, which makes sense. She's very like fairy esque, like you said. So yes, very fairy esque. So that's cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. She was she's pretty perfect in that uh, in that role. And then Alexander Skarsgård as as a Viking was pretty mm-hmm. dope too because yeah. he everybody played their part really well. Um, Willem Dafoe is in this. And, and, and speaking of looks, now I'm <laughs> I just have to point out that it was really funny to me. I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of anybody like physical appearance or anything like that but um uh what's her name uh the lady that does all the um <laughs> the amc commercials now um oh i can't remember her yeah. name um nicole kidman yes thank yeah. you nicole kidman's in this and yeah. it just looked like she had so much botox done like her yeah. lips were just like sticking out of her face so far mm-hmm. uh that's that depending, old school botox like yeah fillers, like yeah fillers like depending stuff. on yeah. the angle that she was shot from it was like she was puckering her yeah lips it was like very noticeable yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but um yeah everybody's performance in this was really good mm-hmm. um i really liked it and that that like oh, like two and a half hours flew by for me yeah so, it did yeah this i one, agree this one was super cool. Liked it a lot. So if you have the chance to check it out in the theater, highly recommend it. Or watch it at home on the biggest screen and the loudest sound that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah. So the the Northman. Um, next up, uh, one that we watched recently was a, uh, Indicator Disc. Who uh, Indicator did a really good job on this transfer. Um, this was, like, pristine. It mm-hmm. looked really good. It, and it's uh came out in 1961. It's called The Taste of Fear, directed by Seth Holt. And uh, it's about this wheelchair, uh, the wheelchair bound young woman who returns to her her father's estate. Uh, it's been 10 years since they've seen each other or really even spoken. I think I think maybe she's spoken to him, but she ha- they haven't seen each other in like yeah, 10 years. In 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's when she gets there, she's told that that he's gone away. Um, but she keeps seeing like his his dead body at like different places around the estate. Mm-hmm. And um I yeah I mean I love movies that are like six like 50s 60s 70s horror uh I love those movies and and normally like uh even though I love them they're not like incredibly suspenseful um at times but this one was like something was very different about this one it like kind of kept me on the edge of my seat like the whole Mm -hmm. time I was just like 
I was trying to piece we together. Were, yeah, we were really <laughs> trying to figure out what was going to happen, and we had no idea yeah. until the reveal. Yeah, it, which it, doesn't it, usually happen, even with these things that are like, we're not going to spoil the ending of this wonderful movie. You know, that's yeah, just, which was kind of even the the tagline of this yeah. one. And it was like it, it, it kind of had that, have that a description marketing where it was mm-hmm. like, um, no one admitted after twenty minutes because like you need you know like you have to see it from the beginning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that it I think it even had like. Um, it didn't have the like synopsis on the back of the the um, movie it, box no, it, either. No, it didn't. But that's kind of what Indicator does. They yeah. don't really put the description. But the tagline says, "For maximum thrill, we earnestly urge you to see this motion picture from the start." Mm. So, kind of that like Hitchcock esque marketing that he was doing for like Psycho and stuff like that. Right. Or I don't know if he personally did it, but you know how that's how they promoted it. Was like you have to get there at the beginning, and the ushers aren't going to let you in unless you're here. That's like kind of that's kind of funny that that was like a cultural thing back then. Like people just showed up like halfway through a movie. Well, think about how many move how many people showed up halfway during movies that we watched recently. I mean, that's good point. We were watching X, uh, and people showed up like thirty minutes into an hour and a half long movie. I'm like, you missed. Why did you? And it's not like like think about how much movie tickets are now. Like, yeah, that's a good like point. Almost twenty bucks a ticket, and you're showing up half an hour into the movie. Yeah, with twenty minutes of preview. So technically, you got here an hour after the showtime. yeah that's a good point anyway i'm gonna rant but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no this one was the um yeah kept us guessing until the end and like Mm -hmm. it it honestly kind of went away that i wasn't expecting um since it is real twisty and turny i'm not really i'm not gonna like dive into that anymore you should just check it out Um, yeah but yeah it's called taste of fear i think maybe this one had a different title before it was called taste of fear i think the english title is yeah there was two different cuts of it um we watched the original cut yeah the original is called scream of fear yeah and uh or actually excuse me the the original title is taste of fear and then they changed it to scream of fear for the u.s Um, release and they they said that they cut some stuff but yeah. I, I don't really know. We watched the original cut, though. This one is uh, it. It also ha- it has Christopher Lee and Susan Strasberg plays uh, the lead. Um, but yeah, super good. Definitely recommend checking that one out again. Taste of Fear or Scream of Fear, depending on your region, mm-hmm. uh, where you're from. Um, and then last but not oh, actually, I might the one of these I've watched by myself, and I just have to like talk about it for a minute. Um, I actually texted you about this one. Yeah, I was at work and I got a text message that was like, I wish I could just unsee the movie that I just watched. So this is my first uh, Gaspar Noe uh, experience, if I guess you'd call it that. And I watched uh, Irreversible. And I don't know. Usually I can find something redeeming about a movie, but this one I just like, oh, man, I... I don't use this word lightly. I loathed this movie. I hated it so much. Um, not only was it like people kept telling me like, yeah, it's difficult to watch like because of this, you know, like sexual assault scene and like, yeah, like that was difficult to watch. But it was also difficult to watch because it was just plain boring as well. Um, is and, and I just don't think he's a director that I really like at all. Um, so, yeah, this one was not for me at all. Um, and it was just a pretty boring and just kind of a like a experiment and like masochism basically it was just like you got to the end of it i was like what was the point but yeah anyway um yeah yeah. so if you're looking for something 
disgusting. <laughs> Check out Irreversible. Uh, but anyway, on to other things that we actually like better. Um, so, yo, I showed Holly Drive uh, for the first time. She had never seen it, so we watched it mm-hmm. the other night. So I, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Drive. It was a lot more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just going to be like nonstop, like stunt car driving and action which i mean it had like a lot of stunt car work and a lot of action in it but like it had such a strong emotional piece to it as well um that i wasn't expecting um of course i really love the music for it um i want his scorpion jacket (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i really enjoyed this movie yeah really really liked it i'm glad that you liked it because it's one of my favorites um and fun fact, we uh, the I'm I'm sure people who listen to this probably know of the ba- the band the Midnight, mm-hmm. uh, but if not, the Midnight's a really cool synthwave band, and um, they they formed their band because they liked the score to Drive, and they wanted to make a band that was similar to mm-hmm. the the score the soundtrack I, of Drive. I was actually super familiar with the score because you play it in the car all the time. I do. If you hear that jingling, that's our dog running up and down the stairs. Ripley has He's, entered the chat. He is uh, coming to say hello. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, we watched Drive, and, uh, yeah, so the in order again, that is The Northman, Taste of Fear, or Scream of Fear, and Drive. So, those are kind of a few that we watched recently there's others uh oh and irreversible too but yeah. uh yeah there's others that we watched recently but to, we're gonna keep this part short and jump into our conversation about uh movies that we probably watched when we were too young mm-hmm. so um i'll let you go first yeah so um this first one just just hear me out on this okay so my first one that i immediately thought of was um, Disney Channel original movie Don't Look Under the Bed. That's actually a really solid example because yes. <laughs> that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. It came out in 1999. I was four years old. <laughs> I saw a poster for it. It was like it came out on like Saturday, October 9th yep. at like 730. Um, Disney Channel original movie, right? Or yeah. did you, you just yeah, said that? Yeah, I just said you? that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I looked at some of the screen captures and I was like, Oh, yeah. I was like, my first one can't be a Disney Channel (laughs) original (laughs) movie, but here we are. Here we are. Um, So if you have not... We only watch hardcore films here. Hardcore films. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. So if you have not seen um, Don't Look Under the Bed, um, it is about... um, It's by Kenneth Johnson, who also directed High School Musical. Oh, that's another one I saw too. I'm pretty sure... Yes. I'm pretty sure he also directed High School Musical. I, I digress. Disney Channel directors aside. Um, so the, the synopsis on Google says, A spooky tale about a no-nonsense teenager who refuses to believe in the supernatural until she is confronted with the boogeyman under her bed. When somebody starts to play destructive pl- pranks in her neighborhood, this girl is framed as the culprit and she realizes that the root of her problem is the real boogeyman. She is forced to change her mind about the paranormal. So it kind of like there's this other teenager that lives under her bed whose Mm -hmm. name is Larry Houdini. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember there's like a screenshot of him with like these glowing purple eyes and these long vampire teeth. And that's what I remember seeing as a child. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had nightmares about it. Yeah. It's for pre- nights. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's honestly like pretty freaky. Like it, uh, especially for like a Disney channel original. Um, 
I feel like it definitely pushed the the boundaries of what like a Disney Channel original movie uh should have been or or, yeah. or was because I I also so I was seven when this one came out and I vividly remember watching it and like I remember it freaked me out so bad that I would actually run <laughs> and jump onto my bed because I didn't yeah. want my feet to be anywhere near like the like you know like where your feet can go underneath your bed mm-hmm. um so yeah I would like run and jump into my bed uh, because yeah. it, <laughs> that's such a so that's kind of funny that you picked yeah. that one. It has Actually, a lot of jump scares. It does, in it. yeah. And, I, I yeah. kind of forgot about it until you mentioned it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that one definitely. As soon as you said "Don't look under the bed," I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I immediately remembered like running and, <laughs> and running into my room and clearing probably like like eight feet yeah. <laughs> of the floor so I could land on the bed horrifying Um, yeah just horrifying and it kind of came out around the same time nickelodeon's answer to don't look under the bed was the show called scaredy camp um actually don't remember that one it was like a quasi reality tv show about these kids who were staying at a haunted camp and they had to figure out like what why the ghosts were haunting the camp there was another one on nickelodeon that i remember um that was are you afraid of the dark yes yeah. that one yeah. all of those i remember playing the <laughs> are you afraid of the dark game on like the flash website mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> where you like throw eggs or something or maybe that was don't look under the bed i don't know i don't know i have all of those, of those in ages <laughs> yeah all of those are really like my first look into like spooky movies i was way too young yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> So I'm going to uh, up the ante a little bit okay. with, with my first one that I definitely shouldn't have watched uh, uh, by any means. Um, and I and I full disclosure, I didn't watch the full thing. So I was at uh, this beach house with my uh, mom and dad and like my aunts and uncles, like a whole bunch of us like rented this big beach house. And I was I was probably like five, maybe because. Um, so but the movie is Scream, the mm-hmm. first Scream. Um, and I was supposed to be in bed and I remember like for some reason I couldn't sleep or whatever. So I got up and like I walked down the hall and there was these two like sort of French doors that opened up into this big den where this massive TV was at. And when I walked in there, um, I, I, I opened the door, they had the doors closed, you know, so like, cause they were watching a movie and it was loud and I opened the door, and as soon as I opened the door, like somebody got stabbed in the throat, and and the ghost face mask popped up on the screen, and I was just like my my like I just felt my body go cold, and I was like what? Like my brain was just like what is that? Like mm-hmm. it was so real, mm-hmm. and um yeah, it was like somebody was standing right in front of me, but it was like you know obviously in the movie, and uh, I just like closed the door and like ran back to the room. I don't even think I told anybody. Yeah. Um, I just ran back to my room. I was like, "What is happening?" And it, <laughs> but so Scream came out in '96 in the theater. So and they were watching this on VHS. So it was it was either late in like 1996 or or early '97. So I was somewhere between like four and a half and five. And when was the first time you watched the movie all the way through? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. First time I watched it all the way through, I was probably, um, I really don't remember the first time I watched it all the way through. I was probably like maybe 15, 16. Gotcha. When I watched it all the way through, maybe a little bit younger. Uh, I don't remember. I remember like I was, I was probably like, I was definitely a teenager the first time I watched it all the way through Mm because I watched like the first three back to back and the third one came out in 2000 Mm -hmm. or maybe 2001. I think it's 2000 though. So that would have put me 
if it came out in 2000, I don't know, somewhere, I, I was probably about maybe 12, 13 when I watched the first one mm. all the way through. Um, but yeah, I, I have vivid, <laughs> vivid memories still to this day of like, I remember the layout of the room and everything. Cause like, that's just like it's seared traumatic. into my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> traumatic. Uh, which is, you know, it's kind of ironic that it freaked me out so bad, but I love horror so much. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Yeah, so Scream was my my first one that I watched way well when saw you were way too young saw you when saw I was it. way too young and yeah. I didn't watch it all the way through like I said, but that was the first like that was the very first ever like horror encounter I ever had. I had a, a similar one to that when I was probably I'd say maybe seven or eight somewhere around that range, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I was watching TV with my grandpa, and this. I think it might have been AM, AMC was playing like commercials for like uh, horror movies that they're going to be running mm-hmm. and they showed Alien and they showed like a xenomorph coming down from this, you know, that oh, scene yeah. from the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was in the den watching TV and it was like it freaked me out so bad that I ran into the other room. Um, I ran into his bedroom. So we were in the den and then I ran into my grandpa's bedroom and that TV was on on the same channel. And oh, the no. same thing was on. And I was like, where do I go? Like, I was trying to just run How away from the I TV. And so I ran into his room. And then I might have even, I don't know. I know it definitely was on two TVs. I may have even run into a third room that had the oh. same channel on. And I just was like, this thing is following me. Like, what is Yeah. <laughs> it's like freaked me out. Um, but yeah. So those are some early encounters with the horror. Yeah. I, that reminds me of this time. I was probably a teenager at this point. And this will be like... I mean, it'll be a little bit of a tangent, not too long of a story, but it kind of goes with that. I was a teenager, and my mom was out of the house at night. She was out with a friend. It was kind of late, um, and I fell asleep with the TV on, um, and it was on Cartoon Network, and I woke up to Adult Swim after midnight, Oh yeah, they played where some they weird play stuff the weird there. stuff, yeah. and it was this like short film where this guy was in his bedroom and he like turns his camera on it was like a um found footage type thing and these hands just start coming through the walls and the ceiling Ooh. and every, like i was so freaked out even as a teenager yeah like, when you I, wake <laughs> up with something like that because you're still like disoriented from being asleep so you're right. like what is going on and i i've looked it up and i found it. it it's like a short film and i think the theme was called like um possession And so it was a bunch of little short films by this director about like scary things or nightmares, nightmares. That's what it was. Yeah. Absolutely never (laughs) again. Yeah. Um, Will I fall asleep with Adult Swim? Because you never know. Because, you know, like um, this house has people in it and um, the like allergy commercial film, short films, they Mm -hmm. were all on on that late night spot. Um, Anyways, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess my next one is um, the first movie I ever watched all the way through that could be considered horror. Okay. Um, and that is Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one I ever watched. We we rented it from the movie gallery. Oh, I yeah. was in fourth grade um, and I watched it with my mom. Fourth grade. So you were what, like eight, nine? Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven or eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I loved it so much. Um, and the score is so iconic for that. Oh, yeah. um, as in all Steven Spielberg movies, <laughs> they're yeah. all iconic scores. Um, but after I watched that, I had this Raggedy Ann doll that was <laughs> on um, this like rocking chair. 
just like in the movie with the clown. And so yeah. I had to like face it away from me. Like it still <laughs> scared me, but I, I, that was like the first time that I had watched something scary and had not been like totally terrified by it. So it was like the first scary movie I really enjoyed watching, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Cause like, even though, you know, it's, it's, it's considered horror and like a horror classic and like, um, a lot of people list it on like the scariest movies of all time list yeah. and stuff like that. It's really not. No. It's like it still has that sort of Steven Spielberg like family fan- friendly. family friendly like fantastical element to it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't exactly say family friendly, but like older kids and like mm-hmm. above, you know. Like I still feel like it's PG rating kind of is like it's still appropriate as a PG. Yeah, maybe th- PG thirteen. Uh, like. Yeah, I was about to say there's the scene where the guy rips his face off in yeah. the mirror. That's yeah, pretty so tra- that's, traumatizing. Yeah, that yeah. one will probably get it a PG thirteen. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, it's definitely not as like as scary as, as some people make it out to be. So it, it yeah. definitely has you can you can you can feel like uh, Steven Spielberg's kind of like. Uh, his his fingerprints on that one for sure yeah and And, uh, i have not seen the remake because i don't want the original to get like ruined in my head but it's also one of those films that everybody said was cursed yeah so that also kind of you know whenever i was in middle school and i started researching horror a little more i was like ooh, you know watching a cursed movie um, so. But yeah, so Steven Spielberg is the writer, and then Toby Hooper is is the director. But oh, but Toby yeah. Hooper like also made, I just wanted to make that that clear. But um, Toby Hooper also has done like a pretty amazing like fun things anyway. So um, like he did Crocodile. <laughs> yeah, and Life Force is a great one that he's done, and you know obviously the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and mm. and all that stuff. But yeah, those two together team up to make. A, a pretty fun like and and very entertaining horror movie but mm-hmm. like a yeah like i said even though like uh spielberg was just a writer mm-hmm. on this um yeah you can definitely you can definitely tell it's got his his fingerprints on it like i yeah, said so absolutely um, but yeah a good one mm-hmm. <laughs> all right it? yeah he's sounds, sniffing your foot okay it sounds mm-hmm. sound like our dog was having an asthma attack <laughs> no he, he's just sniffing your foot real hard he wants to really be on this episode so. he does he was trying to like get up here to sniff the microphone earlier so <laughs> so um i guess my first one or is that all about poltergeist yeah that's all about poltergeist yeah. so um yeah my my first one that i ever actively watched all the way through um would probably be i i think it was the original or not the original halloween halloween 2 the original halloween 2 though i guess is what i was trying to say the so not like um not rob zombies halloween 2 but halloween 2 1981 um yeah i um i remember watching this i think i watched at my aunt's house and i was probably somewhere between like 11 and 13 maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere around there um, and I had never watched it all the way through. I'd watch like bits and pieces of it. And so it was on TV. So it was, you know, it was a, a cut version, but not a whole lot really needed to be cut out. Basically just like the nudity. Yeah. Um, so I still, I, I still feel like I watched, you know, even though I was watching on TV, like I watched uh, like it watched it. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, that was the first one I ever watched all the way through, like, intentionally like I saw it was coming on and I was like oh I'm gonna watch that Mm -hmm. and um even though I was like set out to watch it intentionally it's still like I was you know somewhere like 11 12 and the idea of like a 
a, a boogeyman like killer guy who you can't kill is is pretty freaky you know like yeah uh, on the mask and so i was like flipping the channels like i would watch like probably you know 10 15 minutes of it and i would like their part would get like really intense or you know and i would like change it to another channel but then curiosity would get the best of me and mm. i'd flip back to the channel again and watch a few more minutes of it and then flip back to something else yeah <laughs> so like I I definitely watched like the like a big chunk of it, but I would like flip back and forth. So there was parts that I would like I'd miss if the the suspense got too much for me for my young brain to handle. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I think I probably watched it on like AMC, like on Fear Fest or something like that, or maybe it was just they were just showing it for some reason. But yeah, that was the first one I intentionally sought out to wa- like to yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw it was coming on and made a point to to actually sit in front of the tv and watch it yeah i gotcha (laughs) yeah so what's our next uh our next topic (laughs) my next um movie is like a movie that i kind of picked out for myself like and i i watched it i think it was on netflix whenever netflix first came to like streaming and home um and i watched this one with my dad this is just like another like first memory of horror it was probably around i was probably in middle school um where I could kind of understand, I guess it was it was more of a darker horror movie for me, mm-hmm. um, not so kitschy and family friendly, um, and that is The Messengers. Ah, yeah, yeah. It has um, Kristen Stewart in it. She plays like the main, the lead girl in it, and it's basically about this family who moves to a farmhouse and and strange stuff starts happening um i think they live in like a sunflower farm or something mm-hmm. like that um i i just remember seeing the commercials for it and being so excited to watch it um just because of the scene where they're like making the bed and they like oh, yeah. throw the covers up and the feet are under the bed yeah yeah that that's what really interested me in it and it kind of got me into like i'm a big fan of like supernatural horror um and so i think that was probably one of the first ones that got me into super supernatural horror big time i guess um just a lot of cool moments and iconic scenes that just kind of come to mind just like poltergeist you know a lot of iconic scenes yeah that's a pretty solid one actually i I know like it's underrated it was yeah and it was i know it was like cran uh, crand (laughs) it was panned critically crand it was panned critically and uh people didn't really seem to like it too much but it's kind of that early to mid 2000s horror that yeah I really I actually really like that one I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater when it came out mm. and it I, came I enjoyed out in 2007. it 2007 yeah I enjoyed it I I didn't know who Kristen uh Stewart. Stewart was at the time and so but yeah I remember seeing that in the theater and then liking it pretty good so yeah that's a pretty underrated one um I feel like it's it's a decent like PG-13 horror for sure yeah I remember the scene at the stairs with the little. Uh, isn't there a scene where there's like a, a a car, like a toy car, or something? Yeah. And it like it keeps going by, like. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a scene where, um, she's eating breakfast and she, um, holds up her spoon and you can see the like a girl crawling on the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. It's uh-huh. been a long time since I watched. I want to watch it again because I haven't seen it since that first time that I watched it. Which I, I mean, it's got to tell you like how impactful it was for me. If yeah. I'm still like, this is a really solid movie that I watched for the first time and I enjoyed it. Either that or it doesn't hold up at all. Maybe yeah. who knows? <laughs> who knows? It is an early 2000s movie, so I'm not like, or I guess does. 2000s is that still like 
the 2000s stopped in 2010, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a late 2000s movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it's got the yeah. feel of an early 2000s movie it for does. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good pick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with, uh, I, I don't know if this is the exact first like horror movie that I saw in the theater, but it's definitely one of the earliest ones. And I really don't know if you would even class. I don't think you'd classify it as a horror, but I saw it when I was like 12, 13. So I'm going to give myself a pass and say it's a Wes Craven movie and it's definitely at least a, at minimum a thriller, but you know, anyway, it's red eye from 2005. Um, and this one's about a woman who's kidnapped by this guy on a, on her flight. Um, and she's basically like, she's the, he threatens to murder her father uh, and in, unless she basically like agrees to go along with whatever he's got you know, going on and she gets pulled into this plot to help her, her, uh, kidnapper with a political assassination. And essentially she's, he's like, yeah, I have like eyes on your father. And like, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, then I'm going to kill him, uh, mm. which is, you know, pretty scary for like a 12 year old, 13 yeah. year old. It's, it's intense. And there is some parts that were pretty, uh, definitely mm. suspenseful. And, um, Was that kind of freaked me out. Rated R. No, it's PG-13. There's a part I remember vividly, though, where she, like, uh, she stabs him in the neck with a pen. Mm. And you see the pen, like, sticking out of his throat. Like, and I was like, oh, no. And it wasn't, like, the side of his throat. It was, like, like the front, like, his windpipe. Like, you know, this, like, Adam's apple. She stabbed him in the neck with a pen or the throat with a pen. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) It's like, no, no blood. But it didn't need it. It was just like, oh, that's, like, that's rough. Like yeah. and uh yeah I remember that part and I don't think I've watched that one again since I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. but I remember uh seeing it with a bunch of people and there's like this girl screaming like don't go in there he's obviously like he's in there you know how people do like yeah. going in. so I remember that and I remember I had a good time watching it I remember it being fun and then that was really like my first uh sort of like exposure to Wes Craven like I knew who he was I knew he directed Nightmare on Elm Street but I had not watched Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street at that point. Like not all the way through, at least like I, I, I knew who like Freddy Krueger was and I knew like the general like plot of of Nightmare on Elm Street. But I don't think I'd watched it all the way through yet. Um, So I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I did like a deep dive on IMDb because I've always been a nerd. Mm-hmm. And and I looked up Wes Craven and like what other movies he had done and found out about other ones. And then I decided like oh, I'm going to watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and so I started watching all of those. And so that was kind of like the first Wes Craven movie I had ever seen all the way through. Definitely the first Wes Craven I had seen in the theater. Mm-hmm. And um, so. So that was your first theater scary movie experience. I, I'm pretty sure. Unless there's one that maybe came out in like 2003 or four um, that I might have seen. But I'm I'm fairly certain that's like one of my first like scary theatrical experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Do you want to know what my first scary movie theatrical experience was? Sure. I feel like I've told you this story before. Um, I was in the ninth grade and it was one of my first dates that I went on that my mom wasn't there, (laughs) (laughs) but she, they had to buy the tickets for us because it was rated R. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was Halloween two by Rob Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds like a bad date. Yeah, (laughs) and I just remember very vividly, like, there was a dad, and he had two kids who were probably, like, kindergarten age at the most. Yeah. 
who were in there. I, I experienced just, the same thing yeah. in my screening too. It there was, was like a yeah. six-year-old in front of me and I was like, oh no. Uh, yeah, and he was like laughing at them screaming at the movie and like <laughs> it was just, and I just remember lots of boobs and I don't remember anything else about that movie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there was definitely a lot of boobs in that movie yeah. for sure. I just, Boobs yeah. and blood. Really big boobs and <laughs> really lot blood. <laughs> <laughs> Much boobs. Yeah. Such wow. My second scary movie was much better. It was uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, That yeah. was the second one I saw in the theaters. Yeah, um, I remember that was yeah. an experience seeing that in the theater because... Yeah. Being from a smaller town, um, you had to vote like crazy yes, for it to come to you your had theater. To request it. You had to text a number and request it to come to your theater. And I remember I did that for a long time, and I was like, it, or it felt like a long time, and I was like, are they ever gonna get Paranormal Activity? And then yeah. they announced like, hey, we have Paranormal Activity coming next week, and I was like, yes, let's go. Yep. And I remember I, I was uh, this girl I was dating at the time. I went with her and like twelve of her friends. And they were like, this movie is stupid. Let's go. Let's walk out. And like me being me, I'm always like, eh, like I can usually find something to appreciate in a movie. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I mean, we paid for the tickets. Let's finish the movie. And right like five minutes after they said, hey, let's leave. This movie's stupid or whatever they said. They were like, um, we we decided to stay. And, um, like right after that is when stuff hit the fan, mm-hmm. uh, and she got like, got like dragged down the hall and like all that kind of, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, uh-huh. See, I, that's why you don't leave in the middle of a movie. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> after I watched that movie, I stayed up until the sun came up <laughs> on Sunday morning. Dang. I was terrified. We were the only people in that theater oh really and whenever like you know at the end it like doesn't have credits for a long time yeah like that was probably the scaredest i've ever been in a movie theater so funny. <laughs> i was afraid to move funny story uh when you said it doesn't have credits it reminded me my friend's dad when that movie came out Thought that it was a documentary. Oh, no. He was, like, talking to us. He was like, have you guys seen Paranormal Activity? And we were like, yeah, it's a good movie. He was like, that's crazy how they got all that footage. And I was like, (laughs) it's a movie. And he was like, no, it's a documentary. And I was like, no, it's definitely a movie. Oh, no. But, yeah, he thought it was, like, a real, (laughs) he thought it was a documentary, like, some, some Ghost Hunter people made. And I was like, no, it's, no. it's most definitely a movie. And, Absolutely. Uh, but, and <laughs> it was really funny. We were all really confused because he was like, that's crazy. They got all that footage. And we were just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, oh, that was wow. a wild experience in the theater for sure. Yeah. I was, it was one of those things that was like finally like, oh, it's here. And, you know, as as the series continues, the quality is questionable. But that first one yeah, is, that is awesome. I'll always one. remember that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things that, like, our generation is going to tell our kids about. Yeah. You know, like, I saw that in the theater. Like, yep. You know, people are already asking, what was it like to see Twilight in the theater when it came out? No, I've never heard anybody ask that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> ask that. I'm on the TikTok, though, and I work with children, so... Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> so is that uh, is that it? Does that take care of our our list of uh, horror experiences? Yeah, I think that's about it. Cool. That's well, it for me. Huh? That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So if anyway, if there's an earlier horror experience that I remember between now and the next episode, then I'll I'll be sure to throw that in at the beginning. But I th- I'm pretty sure Red Eye was like one of my first ones. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was either that or When a Stranger Calls. But When a Stranger Calls, re- the remake came out in 06. So that would have been a year after Red Eye. So mm-hmm. it must have been Red Eye or maybe possibly if something came out in 2004. But I don't really think I was going to see much, much horror in when I was like nine or ten. So it was probably red eye, but one one last thing. When you said um, your mom had to buy you tickets, it reminded me. Uh, <laughs> I was really annoyed because I was I was like I had just turned seventeen, um, and the Friday the Thirteenth remake came out, mm. and you know you only have to be seventeen to buy an R rated ticket. I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but it was like this at our local theater. Um, so you could buy yourself an R-rated ticket when you turned 17, but you had to be 18 to buy somebody else an R-rated ticket. That's so stupid. Yeah, it was really dumb. So my mom had to go and buy me and my date, uh, a, uh, both, both of our tickets for for Friday the 13th because I, I couldn't buy my own or I could buy my own, but I couldn't buy her a ticket. I I may have been 16. I don't know, but it was 16 or 17, but I was, I remember being like, I must've been 17 because I was old enough to buy my own ticket, but they they wouldn't even let me buy like a ticket for myself and then come back and buy a ticket like she the lady was like no you can't like not even the two tr- separate transactions like you have to get your mom or you have to get your guardian to come in here and do it's like are you serious so to call my mom and was like could you come buy this ticket they won't let me buy it and she was like are you serious it's like she had to drive all the way to movie theater so that we could go and see the movie together but um yeah that was uh my valentine's day of 2009 we saw oh. so people uh the, get murdered in friday the 13th so that was fun yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to, to do valentine's day absolutely yeah. so anyway that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for listening and sticking around we'll we will be back in two weeks time with episode 70 another Ooh. milestone episode so We will see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.